episode 311 of the Ask the Coach show where Ping Seals helps you improve your table tennis. I'm Jeff Plum and as always I'm joined by super coach Alois Rosario. Welcome Alois. Uh, thank you Jeffrey and welcome and uh, hope everyone's well out there today. Yes and we have a massive show lined up today Alois. We've got uh, interesting tournament news. Uh, we've got an awesome joke, uh, drill of the week and tip of the week, plus all the questions. It's going to be fantastic. Right. Looking forward to it. Awesome. Now, I'm going to kick it off straight away, Alois, with the joke of the week. Yeah, make it massive from the start. Yeah, exactly. Now, this this, this is about a doctor's office, Alois. Right. A, a patient bursts into the doctor's office. He says, Doctor... I believe Mm -hmm. I'm a deck of cards. And the doctor Mm -hmm. calmly replies, go sit in the waiting room, please. I'll be dealing with you later. (laughs) He's a deck of cards. He'll be dealing with him later. Yeah, good. Good, Jeff. (laughs) I've actually got a smile on my face, but that's about it. (laughs) That's about it. No laughing? No laugh. Just do you, you get a... not have a sense of humour at all? Yeah, actually, yep, do. Uh, I yeah. mean, it's funny. Yeah, would you would you prefer to be funny or smart, Alois? Um, both. <laughs> okay, good, good, good. Yeah, <laughs> it's a shame you weren't. But anyway, um... <laughs> all right, let's move on to. On this week, Alloys. Yes, yes, exactly. On this week. And uh, in a couple of days, we have the birthday of Jun Mizutani from Japan. Oh, wow. So, uh, so Jun uh, was born in, I'll just have to get, uh, I'll get my facts right. Um, he was born in uh, 1989, so that would make him almost. Um, mm, 29? 29, yeah, 29 years of age, exactly. So uh, so coming up to 29 years of age. And, of course, Jun, you know, has been around for quite a long time now. He's, uh, you know, he started on the Pro Tour in 2008. So it's 10 years into his uh, Pro Tour, World Tour career. Um, and in 2016, uh, won the uh, Slovenian Open. Uh, the Polish Open and also the Australian Open. So, uh, so yeah, winner of three World Tour events in 2016. Um, so he um, and in early 2017, that sort of propelled him up the ranking list to his highest ranking of number four in the world. So he's been thereabouts for a very long time. You know, 2014, he was 13 in the world, um, sort of crept up. Um, over the next year or so, got up to number five pretty quickly um, in 2015 and has just been fluctuating between there and, you know, top 10, uh, top five. Uh, but recently has had a bit of a bit of a fall, um, you know, went down to 13 and 14 in the world. Um, but, uh, yeah, he's he's been thereabouts for, for a very long time, uh, old John. Yeah, well, he is getting a little bit old now, Alois, so, you know, it's hard to maintain that uh, that level, but he's just a great player to watch also, very exciting, got that great high-toss serve that he uses sometimes, and just, yeah, some, you know, different 
styles with different shots that he brings into play. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, he is getting on. So 29, but um, I'm sure, that, like um, all the other Japanese players as well, he will be really gunning for uh, the 2020 Olympics. You know, that will be huge. Um, if he can uh, get there, and what he'll be, what, 31 years of age? Yeah. Um, that's, um, you know, if he can uh, maybe finish even at the Japan Olympics in 2020, that'd be a, a, probably a good way of uh, sending off his career. But, you know, that's uh, that's a little way ahead. And, um, you know, there's plenty of others gunning for those positions as well. Yeah, certainly. Certainly is. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so, interestingly, yeah, so as I said, you know, he won the um, Australian Open in 2016. Uh, he also won it in... Um, you know, as I said, yeah, won quite a few other world tour events. You know, he won the Austrian Open in 2015. He won the um, Japan Open in 2012. Um, and uh, his first one, his first one was actually the Korean Open in 2009. There you go. Yeah. So as you said, he's been around for a long time. And yeah. very exciting and- player. Happy birthday, Jun Muzatani. Yes, indeed. <laughs> awesome. Now, on the tournament front, Alloys, um, quite a few exciting announcements. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So the China China Open has just finished, and um, you know another another big event. Obviously, being in China, a uh, big contingent of Chinese players. Um, in the women's singles, interestingly, it was uh, it, it was Wang Man Yu who prevailed over Ding Ning in the final. Um, and it was 4-3, uh, but the last game, uh, Wang Man Yu really uh, stamped her authority on the match, winning 11-5. Interesting match, though, really interesting match. You know, those first six games were all, you know, nines and eights and 13-11 and, and, yeah, all pretty close. But for me, Wang Man Yu is probably the one that is going to emerge out of the pack now and uh, I think by 2020 she could be the player to beat. We saw her at the Australian Open last year, um, all right, and uh, and she was very impressive. She's got a really nice uh, style, nice technique, um, and real ability to change things up as well. Um, not uh, a, a dissimilar build to Ding Ning, actually. You know, tall and thin and agile. Um, right-hander, but uh, yeah, she she was very impressive at the Australian Open, and uh, just watching the final of the China Open as well. Wow, she's uh, she's matching uh, matching it with Ding Ning in speed and spin, and and she's got a little bit more variation. And um, now that she's you know really broken through for this big win against her at the China Open, um, it'll be interesting interesting over the next couple of years for me. Yeah. All right, look out for Wang Man Yu to take the take the next uh, I don't know big uh, championships then. Yeah, we yeah we talked about Chen Xintong as well. You know, another young player coming up from China, but yeah, Wang Man Yu just looks to have a little bit more uh, for me. Just um, yeah, can just do a few more things with the ball. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. And like on the world scene, the China Open on the World Tour, you know, such a big event. So to come through there and uh, win gold, very impressive. Yeah, and especially in China, you know, the Chinese players would love to win uh, in front of their home crowd. And you can see the um, 
the elation on uh, Wong Man Yu's face when she won the event. You know, she was uh, she rolled on the floor and she was she was pretty ecstatic about uh, getting a win over the legendary Ding Ning. Yeah, awesome. And then the men's was also very interesting. Or is there? Or did you want to talk any more? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Men's men's was also interesting because once again Ma Long prevails. Uh, so he um, came up against Fan Zendong in the final and uh, took him four games to one. Um, so actually lost the first game, but and she, and looked a little bit tentative in the first game. You know, just wasn't uh, on top of his uh, his backhand like he normally is. But um, after that, he just took control of those backhand rallies and started to move uh, Fan Zendong around the table into the middle, wide to the backhand, um, and won the next four games. So, uh, so Ma Long, um, pretty incredible uh, player. I was just having a look at his um, player profile yeah. on the TTF site. Um, so... Total matches that he's played is 569 with a 90% win-loss rate. So he's won 511 out of his career, 569 matches. And in 2018, he has a 100% win-loss rate. Has not <laughs> beaten in 2018. Now, you know, we talked about the the world rankings at the start of the year. And, uh, you know, he started from a long way back. And we said that uh, I think that Ma Long might get a little bit more uh, determined about his results in 2018. Well, he certainly has. He has not lost a match, um, and uh, you know, and, and has added the uh, the China Open to his um, to his uh, trophy cabinet. Very, very impressive. What a player! Uh, and also another player that was awesome. Um, Zhang Zikur, Alois, out first yeah. round. Yeah, out first round, and that was it. Was it was a real build up because he came up against um, Harry Moto in the first first round, and um, Harry Moto, wow, he was he was brilliant in that match, and it probably just showed a little bit of the difference between uh, the young, hungry um, athlete. Uh, compared to uh, Zhang Jike, who just looked a little—I mean, he was certainly out there to win—but you could just see that once uh, Harry Moto got on top, Zhang Jike really didn't have a lot left in the tank uh, to come back at him with. You know, he um, he looked pretty soft and passive in the end, um, and I wonder whether that again will be his uh, mm. his song but um harry moto's backhand in that match oh my goodness if you <laughs> have a chance to have a look at uh, harry moto play that match he was just on top of the table and just smacking out backhand top spins uh, at will yeah and i guess it shows just the strength of the field at the china open because uh harry moto uh losing to another chinese player a few rounds later so um yeah that's right yeah so uh, uh yeah harry moto lost to lingo yuan 4-1 in the next round so, um, so uh, yeah, beat uh, Zhang Zika first round, lost to Lin Gaoyuan second round. There you go. So, yep, tough, tough field. <laughs> Indeed. Um, and we've got some other tournaments coming up. It's a good time yeah. for the World Tour. Yeah. yeah, so the Japan Open's coming up. Um, it's not a platinum event, but, uh, but Ma Long is entered, um, interestingly, so he will be there. Timo Boll... Um, as well, so Bowl 
will still be seeded number one because he's still ahead of Ma Long on the world rankings. So bowl one, Ma Long, uh, Wong Chung Tin, Lee Sang Su, Koki Niwa, uh, Harry Moto will be there. So uh, so pretty deep field at the Japan Open. Um, and uh, and in the women's, uh, Ishikawa uh, is the top seed, but Wong Man Yu is there. And uh, let's have a look if she can back up after the China Open. Um, she's really the... Um, the strongest, well, she and Chen Xintong, the other young Chinese player, are there. Liu Xiwen is there. Um, so uh, Liu Xiwen um, will also have something to prove. So uh, that will be interesting. But, uh, yeah, for me, it'll be interesting to see whether Wong Man Yu can step ahead now in the Indeed. women's singles. Yes. And then coming up at the end of July, Alloys, we're all excited for this one, the Australian Open, a platinum event again. It's going to be awesome. Yes, and uh, yeah, so the Australian Open being held in uh, near Melbourne in a place called Geelong in Australia. Um, and for the Australian public, this is really exciting because I hope that uh, there'll be a strong Chinese contingent here this time. Uh, you might remember that last year at the Australian Open, the Chinese team pulled out uh, prior to the Australian Open. It was just after the China Open with the controversial uh, China Open last year. Yeah, so where the players just forfeited their matches and then they didn't turn up here. Oh, it was a debacle. But yeah, now being a platinum event and with the new world rankings, we're really hoping they, they show up. But um, yeah, it's going to be a strong yeah, field I, regardless. Yeah, I think I think it's going to be a huge field and, uh, and a real boost for table tennis in Australia. And... Um, and also, I think, you know, for table tennis around the world, just to see these guys playing regularly now, it's uh, it's fantastic. But, uh, Jeff, you've got some exciting news about the Australian Open as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Alois, we are going to have a small booth there, aren't we? We are. We're going to have a small booth at the uh, Australian Open, and we're helping out with some of the development activities um, on um, the Thursday and Friday of the Australian Open. So, uh, so that'll be that'll be great. We'll, yeah. Uh, Hopefully, we can we'll get some school kids, kids through as well, Alois, and um, yeah, get them excited about the game. And yeah, it'll be awesome. Yeah. So uh, yeah, there'll be lots of uh, school kids coming through, and um, and also doing um, some uh, development work with. Uh, Athletes with disabilities as well, they'll be coming through. So uh, looking forward to that very much. Yes, and if you're going to go, get your tickets early. It's going to sell out fast, uh, big field, and you can get them on our website, pingskills.com. Just head to the front page, and um, and if you buy them off our website, we get a small commission, so you'll be supporting Ping Skills as well. So jump on to pingskills.com. Grab your tickets for the Australian Open from the well qualification on the 24th and 25th and then the main events from the 26th to the 29th of July in Geelong, just an hour from Melbourne. It's going to be awesome. Get your tickets now. And if you haven't visited Australia or haven't visited Melbourne, well, maybe this is the time. This could be the opportunity for you to uh, come along to Melbourne, uh, see Australia and also get a chance to play at the Australian Open. Oh, not play at the Australian Open, watch the Australian Open. Yes. Well, unless your name's Mark. You can come and play. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, super exciting. Super exciting times for Australia. Really looking forward to that one, Alois. Indeed. Um, all right, I think it's time to move on to the tip and drill of the week, or as we like to call it, the trill of the week. What have you got for us, Alois? 
Yeah, so just uh, thinking back to last week and the our uh, our tip was to think about a little bit more about the long term and think about you know what you're going to be doing in 12 months time rather than on the short term so hopefully you've had a chance to do that during the week you know just start to think a bit more long term so that you can start to develop your game um further mm. uh, yeah now for this week um the tip of the week is to try and find a new serve so sometimes we do get stuck in the rut of just you know, going going along and just uh, working on the same serves or doing the same serves over and over again. So the tip of this week is find a new serve, com- something completely different. Um, I noticed at the um, uh, China Open that Ding Ning, it's not a new serve, but Ding Ning, you know, usually she does the, the tomahawk serve or the reverse tomahawk, you know, with the knee bend serve. Um, and serving a lot of uh, pendulum serves uh, against Wang Man Yu. But, um, but for you, it might be, you know, something a, a completely different serve. You might be able to invent a serve. We'll be calling it the, the Pete from Pingskill serve. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so go out there and try and find the new serve. And, and then obviously the drill of the week is get out there, practice it, practice it, practice it, see if you can develop it. And also then see if you can develop um, the next ball. So that's that's pretty important too. So not just thinking about developing your serve, but then thinking about getting someone to return it for you so you work out what type of returns come to you and whether they're, they actually suit uh, suit your game. Yeah, that's an important detail, isn't it? Because a lot of people just think, oh, I'm going to try a new serve. But in a match, when that ball comes back, you've got to be ready to play the next ball. And it's amazing how much of a difference each different type of serve can make on that next ball. So you really do need to work on it and... It might take you a while to get used to the way the balls come back from a certain serve until you really get comfortable with it. In, indeed, yeah. So the, it, it can be really subtle differences um, in the way the ball comes back. You know, it just might have a, a little bit different spin, spins one way, spins the other way, just because of the side spin that you've put on it. So, yeah. So develop your serve, develop the return, develop uh, the third ball as well. Important. Awesome. All right. So get out there this week and experiment. Get a new serve happening. Make it work for you. Awesome. And All let right. us know if you come up with something completely different that you think, you know, we need to uh, put your name on. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Love to see a new serve. Pete from Pingskill Serve. That that sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> so only Pete can go and come up with a new serve? Uh, Jeff, all the Jeffries can. Um, all the Daves can. <laughs> Any, uh, uh, no. Okay. Any Muhammad's? Yep, yep. A few others. <laughs> we'll, we'll let. We'll let. <laughs> oh, all right. Um, it is now time for the questions. Are you, have you got your thinking cap on, Alloys? Oh, come on, beanie, because it's cold. Is that cold? <laughs> it is cold in Melbourne. All right. The first question is from Alex, and it's about spin reversal. He says, "Hello, I would like to ask." It's said that uh, a lot of long pips do spin reversal. But Alex says, even with inverted rubber, when you chop a topspin, you also reverse the spin. So that you can do the same with pips or inverted rubber. When you're chopping, you reverse the spin. So he'd like to know, what is the difference between the two types of spin reversal with long pips and inverted rubber? Yeah, so the, uh, the... The effect is the same. So basically, the um, the 
the long pips will reverse the spin. Now, when we say reverse the spin, it's a bit of a misnomer. Um, it means the ball actually keeps rotating in the same direction. But when it's coming towards me, it's top spin. But if it's rotating in the same direction and going away from me, then it's backspin. A little bit hard to um, explain over over uh, uh, without video. But um, the... Um, the, the same thing can be done by chopping down on the ball with an inverted rubber as well. So you can keep the ball rotating in the same direction. So if someone top spins to you and if you go back and chop the ball, you're basically keeping the ball rotating in the same direction as well. And so it, it also goes back with backspin. Yeah, so Those, I guess... The real... Oh, sorry, yep. No, go on, yep. Yeah, so there's not a lot of difference between... In that case, when you're doing a chop between the long pimple and the inverted rubber. So say I'm attacking and I'm playing oh, and I play against two different opponents and one chops it with the long pimples and one chops it with the inverted rubber. Do I need to know much as the attacking player in the difference or are they going to come back pretty similar? Fairly similarly, but um, the, the inverted rubber, they can generate a bit more of their own spin as well. So they can sort of help it along the way more. Um, so rather than just allowing the the lack of friction on the pimples to keep the ball spinning in the same direction. Yeah. And I guess as a chopper, maybe you've got more options as well. Maybe you can, so you can vary the amount of spin with the inverted rubber. You could choose to put more or less on it a bit easier than with the long pimples. Yeah, that's right. Um, but the reason that most long uh, most choppers play with long pimples, though, is because the long pimples allows them to control the speed of the ball a bit better. So um, it absorbs some of the speed of the strong topspin. Ah, yep, makes sense. Now, you said this is kind of difficult to watch uh, or to explain without a video, Alloy. So it's lucky that in this wonderful age of technology, we can do videos on these things. Yeah, so hopefully we'll get a video out on this very topic shortly. All right, so keep an eye out for that. Great question, Alex. And uh, yeah, we appreciate you asking it. All right, next up is a question from Adam. And he says, it's been a while since my last question and I've improved a lot ever since I found the Ping Seals website. He says, I noticed that I'm a um, passive attacker. I only attack with my forehand topspins and then I just do sort of drives with my backhand. And I also push most backspin balls that fall short on my backhand side. So he's starting to think that he's vulnerable against attacks and especially now the younger generation are catching up to him. So... He's developed a very powerful forehand topspin, which people are scared of, but he's trying to develop the same sort of power on his backhand. So he wants to know, Alloys, should he continue his development, keep working on that backhand topspin, and also should he keep working on the banana flick for that shorter ball over the table? What do you think? Yeah, sure, Adam. I think it's definitely worth trying to develop that aggressive backhand side as well. So if you... Um, I mean, give it a go. Just see whether you can develop the backhand topspin, the banana flick, because by being able to implement those, you do start to get your opponent on on the defensive side. So, you know, you're talking about your, um, your younger opponents, you know, being able to dominate sometimes. So by attacking first, then you are making it much more difficult for them to attack you. So... Work on the backhand topspin, work on the banana flick. Um, and the, the, I think the main thing is to just then find the opportunities of when you can u utilize those attacking strokes. 
So, you know, as soon as that they push the ball along to your backhand, um, try to utilize that backhand topspin. See if you can incorporate it into your game. If you're winning more points than you're losing, if you're um, getting into strong situations, then persevere with it. If you find, well, it just doesn't suit your game, you know, you just can't do it, you're making too many mistakes, um, you know, give it a give it a bit of time. But otherwise, you know, maybe then you go back to being a bit more defensive. But, you know, ultimately, if you're trying to re- um, reach the highest level, attacking is the way to go. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And the banana flick one, Alloys, is just an interesting one. It just seems to be becoming more and more common. All the young players are doing it. So it does seem, does feel like that's something that you have to do these days. Yeah, it it, it does. Um, but, I mean, again, watching watching Marlong play Fan Zendong, you know, he's now, I mean, Fan Zendong's got such a good banana flick that uh, uh, Marlong's serving wider and he's serving a little bit longer and trying to stop that um, stop that stroke as well. Yeah, exactly. So so there are other things you can do. And I guess um, a really good short game is probably more important to develop first than, than a great banana flick in some ways. Yeah, it is. It is. But... Um... Yes, but if you're trying to attack them, then, yeah, the banana flick can be great. Yeah, it is a great shot. I I love watching people using the banana flick. All right, great question, Adam. All right, next up is a question from Scotch. He says, I want to ask about getting into the right position to achieve the optimal stroke power and timing. And he says this because, Alois, with the introduction of the plastic ball... He thinks there's a, an increased dependence on players using more power, and his teammates has, have advised him to hit the ball earlier and try and hit the ball harder. And the problem is he's used to hitting the ball late and, and using a real brushing motion, um, which he thinks was effective with the celluloid ball, but he wants to know, should he follow the advice? Should he take it earlier? And he doesn't think he's got enough physical strength to do that, so he's in a bit of a conundrum, Alice. Have you got any advice for Scotch? Yeah, sure. Um, I think, I mean, the, in general, the, the poly ball just bounces a little bit higher, which does allow you to um, play a stronger ball um, if you're close enough to the table. So, yes, you know, you, you can start to pursue that, um, that way of uh, playing. To do that, though, you do need to be able to move um effectively and fast and you need to be able to move into the table and away from the table as well and that just comes with uh, better balance uh, and better footwork um, so so that's the that's the thing to really develop first is just your movement into position so that you know if you do get that opportunity to to take that ball a bit earlier you've got to move your body first and then play the strong shot not try to play that strong shot um, away from your body and and earlier and throw your hand at it. So so movement is a real key, uh, Scotch. You know you have to have to move into position well to be able to then generate more power as you as you're talking about. So you know you do want to generate more power. You need to be able to move into position, then utilize your legs through yeah. the strokers. So um, a couple of things he says. You know the teammates are advising to take the ball at the peak of the bounce, and I think. That probably seems like good advice because then you've got um, the best clearance kind of towards the table. So you probably can hit the ball harder when it's at the peak of the bounce. And then he also said he was not sure he had enough physical strength. But uh, it's often not necessarily 
all about strength. Obviously, you know, you look at the top players, their legs are brilliant, but that's kind of to get them in position and oh, and, and to use the stroke. Yeah, so what do you think about those things, Alois? Yeah, I, I think, I mean, you don't have to be, you know, built, you know, hugely to, to generate power to start off with, or especially enough power um, at, um, at that level. You know, so it's it's more about the timing, um, getting that ball at the top of the bounce, as you were saying, and Jeff, as you were saying as well. Um, that's that's the real keys. If you watch if you watch Harry Moto, um, there's not much of him, um, but he uh, he can certainly uh, generate some power. Um, and he's taking that ball a little bit earlier, taking the ball a bit higher than uh, than the, than we would have uh, seen previously as well. Yeah. I think that's that's a key point of difference to Harry Moto and even uh, Truls Moragard from Sweden, the young young Swedish player as well. Um, yeah, that seems to be a little bit of the, the new generation way to play. Interesting. And so in order to practice your footwork, um, is, it, is it good just to have set drills where you play like one forehand from the middle, one forehand from the forehand side, and you know where the ball's coming? Or do you want sort of random drills? Or I'm guessing you're going to say a mix. Yeah, yeah, you got it, Jeff. So I think, you know, initially start with some set drills where you are just practicing the actual movement um, of moving in, moving out, moving sideways or whatever it is, um, and then start to integrate that into some more random drills where uh, you don't know where the ball's going, so then you have to make that decision and move um, into position as well. So start basic and then expand yourself, expand the drill so that you are then getting it to a more random um, situation. Yeah, all right, makes a lot of sense. And great question, Scott. It's really good to see you thinking about um, how you can get better and, and what steps you need to do to keep on improving. So, yeah, well done on that. And hopefully those answers uh, give you some ideas for moving forward. All right, Alois, Bruce wants to know, do you have to be a premium member to ask a question? Well, Bruce, the answer is no. So um, as long as you're a um, member of the website, then you can jump on and ask a question on the Ask the Coach page. But we do give preference to the premium members. So the premium members' questions jump straight to the top. Um, and so those ones get answered first. So, um, But anyone, as, as soon as you join up to uh, pingskills.com, can ask us a question. Yeah, so if you're listening to this podcast and you, you've got a burning question in your mind, just jump on a Ping Skills, uh, log in or create your free account and then ask away. We, we love hearing your questions and uh, we love talking about table tennis. So yeah, don't hesitate. All right, Alois, I told you it was going to be a big show and it was awesome. It was an awesome show, even despite your joke at the start. Um, all right. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, thank you for—I'm not sure what for, Alois. What am I thanking people for? I've just—I've just got confused because oh, you were telling me my joke wasn't funny. Just for being them, Jeff. Just for them. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you, everyone. Make sure you check out PingSkills.com. Don't forget, get your tickets to the Australian Open from the PingSkills website. And of course, thank you, Alois. Thank you, Jeffrey. And we will see you all again shortly. Until then, keep enjoying your table tennis. Bye.